Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on? 49ers Faithful is incredible to be with you. And not only is this a great podcast because of all the content that we've put together, and it is plentiful, it is packed as full as it can get, like a Thanksgiving Day dinner. That is what we have for you today. So buckle up, we got a lot here. But this is also another milestone. This is what we do here. This is episode 450, 450, baby. That's a lot of episodes. I've talked to you guys a couple times over these last six years, and I love it. Uh, just want to say thank you for all the support. And what we're going to do, we're going to dive into this game. Um, just finished an hour-plus-long offensive film breakdown over the win of the 49ers against the Rams. Loaded that up over on Patreon. Again, if you haven't yet, that's a place to be. Good gosh. Uh, Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. But we're going to talk about that. And I'll, I'll tell you, my, my first overall thing whenever I hit stopped on the record button was, holy freaking cow, it was better than the broadcast. The rule is always the film's never as good as you think it is or as bad as you think it is. I went into watching the film thinking, man, this could be some good film. And I walked away being like, ooh, it was better. Uh, there was one play, and again, Juan Salas, the, the beautiful Juan Salas. We'll get some clips cut up for you guys and share some with you. But if you want that full hour-long breakdown, you got to head over there. I, I just can't load it every week. I just I can't do it all of it there. Um, but, man, film was incredible. We're going to be going over grades. We're going to be hearing from a lot of the players. We've got, you know, Coach Shanahan. We've got Kittle. We've got Bosa. we got Jimmy. we got Debo. And the conversation is going to take place. As always, if you have a question, please tag me so that I can help get that question out in front of everybody else and we can create this dialogue to better understand things that go on, on you know, with, with this team. Sean, he comes out and says, man, make that hype video every week. Yeah, man, I, I felt it a little bit. And uh, obviously, 40 hours didn't watch it. I wish they would. But um, yeah, man, it, you got to get in the mood, right? You got to get... At some point, the reason, okay, why do we love football? Why are we not all, you know, soccer or baseball or basketball fans? I love those sports, any sport. I don't, I don't care if it's freaking cricket, badminton. It, you showing me competition, I'm in. I'm in. But what is it about football that makes us drawn, right? One, it's the ultimate team sport. Two, it's violent as hell. Three, the community. This, the fact that we're here together, right? 
Um, I get to hang out with all these awesome people. We get to talk football 450 times about this team that we love so passionately. And, man, they rip our hearts out, don't they? Uh, the bad, the terrible, the the Chip Kelly times, right? The Tom Sula times. But we also, we also got the Steve Young times, right? The Bill Walsh times. And now we're in this new time that's kind of limbo. Sometimes we're good. Sometimes we're bad. You look at a record, four and five. That's where we're at. But this, this sport, this team, it brings us together and builds that community. And that's what this is about. Adam, thank you for the gift, man. Um, he says, do you think Mitchell's finger will keep him out? Okay, this is the question of the day. Elijah Mitchell, being as damn good as he was, and he was incredible, he broke his finger at some point in the game and just kept playing. Dude's certified badass in my book. He's incredible. Now, the issue is this. Might have to have surgery. Can you be out with that? There are certain positions in football that you can play with the broken finger. We all remember like the club, Patrick Willis and all that stuff. D lineman. You can have that there. Marcel Harris played this year with one, right? Running back's a little bit different. Um, so we'll have to see. Is it in his dominant, you know, right hand? Because I mean, technically the rules say, right, you want to put the ball in the hand whichever direction you're going, but you can get through that. Now I'll say this. This injury a couple weeks ago would have crippled this team. Let's be honest, because Kyle Shannon doesn't trust any other running backs. Well, good news is we finally have somebody else on the roster in the backfield that Kyle Shanahan does trust. It sure as hell ain't Trey Sermon. Who is it? It's Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I mean, it would have been our same goal if, if Jeff wasn't up there, you know, and, um, you know, then it would have been Trey Sermon getting the carries. Um, Jeff being out there, I mean, got a lot of confidence in Jeff. He's done some really good things here. Uh, I know he's still trying to get back in a complete football shape and healthy, but uh, he ran the ball very well when he played halfback, and he got a lot of snaps basically at fullback today um, in our 11 personnel when Debo was running the ball and did a real good job at it. And so, yeah, Jeff Wilson, was he was great. Uh, the, the violence that he brought back, again, remembering – Pass protection, Jeff Wilson's very good. Pass route running, catches, very good at. He's an all-purpose back. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell is the 1A this year, and that's not going to change. But Jeff Wilson was very, very good as well. So you could move forward with your offense, um, even if you do miss Mitchell. And uh, Luna, I see you, man. He says, man, you got to grip the ball. You're correct, but you can just carry it with one hand and kind of shield over, protect with the club. I've seen it before. It's not ideal, um, you're probably not going to be throwing any routes to him, but guess how many targets Elijah Mitchell had this week? Zero. So it's possible, probably not likely. Um, my guess is maybe a week to two weeks, but you dress them, and so you flip the roles that you saw a week ago when Jeff Wilson Jr. first dressed, and they were honest. They were like, man, it's a week earlier than we were hoping for, but we're going to roll with them. And so you do the exact opposite. You let Jeff Wilson be the bell cow guy, and you dress Eliza Mitchell with a club, and you just basically say, hey, emergency situation, would you rather have Elisha Mitchell with a club, or would you rather have Trey Sermon? And I can tell you right now, Kyle Shanahan's going to say I'd rather take Elijah Mitchell in a club. It's <laughs> just what it is. Um, now, Melissa. What's up, Melissa? Uh, amazing person, amazing human being. She asked this question, and I got a lot of these emails and tagged on a lot of these, and I appreciate that. Please. Tag me up, email me, whatever, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. She asked a question. Do you think Bosa or other defenders will ever be defended by the media and get called out for the chokeholds that go against them and all these things? The answer is yes, but it's the Jordan rule, right? 
Uh, Michael Jordan, once his greatness was established, he got every single benefit of the doubt. And we see this with a lot of, you know, LeBron and whomever else in basketball or the quarterbacks that if you touch them, it's penalties. You have to establish your media market. NFL is all about money. And when stars get hurt, the NFL loses money. There's no doubt about it. He's not to that point yet. You win, you know, Defensive Player of the Year award. You win a Super Bowl. You start leading in ticket sales. Then those things happen. But he's not to that point yet. He's incredible. Bose is amazing. But yeah, it's just been absurd, the lack of calls. Now, and I'll say this, you know, just went through an hour plus breakdown on the offense. We had some holds that they didn't call as well. Were any of them as blatant obvious as the three to four that happened to Bose every week? No, absolutely not. But it is bad. You're, you're, you're exactly right. And the media did call it out at one point once he got the sack and the chokehold and the flag. But the one where, you know, he almost had the sack and should have been a hold, they didn't call it. And that's two weeks in a row they've done that. Oh, Yatsik, what's up, brother? He says, some of the NFL pundits have declared the 49ers the sleeping giants. This is what happens when you show up on primetime. We went from Kyle sucks, he's getting fired to sleeping giants in one night. Boom. That's the way the world works. And... Man, you win, things change. Perspectives change. And that's and here's the thing. Who are you, right? And listen to Kyle Shedahead. He answers your question. I don't have to do it. Listen to Kyle Shedahead and how they took this game. Uh, I think so. I mean, I think we've taken a lot this year personally. So I want to just say taking something personally is what leads to that. But we were very embarrassed about last week um, in every aspect, and um, you know, which we have been at a few things this year. Um, I don't know if that's what leads to that, but uh, we definitely played our, our best game all around. Yeah, you take this game personally. One, let's be real, you're playing against the Rams. It's the closest team to you geography-wise, maybe Seattle, but it's Seattle and it's the Rams. Those are your two rivals, in-division rivals. A lot of people say Arizona, not so much, even though they're in first place right now, even though they've won a lot of games versus. They're not our true rivals. Literally played our home games in their stadium like it's it's not like that right our rivals are the seahawks and the rams and man we have completely dominated them um and it's not even close right the Ram the rams are the sorry old ass rams the same old sorry ass rams that's who they are i don't know i think uh i mean when you win five in a row yeah maybe, maybe a little bit but i think it's just uh it's our style that we play with uh i think it starts with our week of practice we came out, guys were ready to practice with a good mindset and wanted to change what we did last week, and I think it showed on the field tonight. That, uh, Jimmy said it well. J Jimmy's pretty good at the podium. He's he's pretty bland with the monotone voice. He looks pretty, of course, to give him that. Not better than yours, truly. I'll take Jimmy in a chin contest any day. Uh, ha having said that, like he says the right things. He's not going to give away a whole bunch of, you know, we got to play the Rams again. And I think it's important to understand, like, yeah, we beat him five times in a row. McVay is dominated by Shanahan, his predecessor. But still, you got a ways to go. Um, and you, you can't give too much out there because you got, you got to play this team at the end of the season. And, man, I'm excited about that, baby. Week 18, woo! Game 17, woo! That's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot Riding on that, and man, if you're not going to the game with us, you live in Los Angeles, you live anywhere in California, man, come party with us. 
Here, we put together, shout out to Dale, East League Fantasy. He put this together. He was with us in Chicago. The 49ers rush road trip was unbelievable. Over 150 plus people came out. Check out this video real quick he put together. I thought it was awesome. We had a good time. I did have a little bit to drink. Uh, that was factual and will be the case in LA as well. Um, I, I feel like breaking bread and partaking in libations with friends um, and people that come together, I think it's incredible, the connection. But check this video out. How cool. Man, that pumps me up, man. Like, what is this sport if we don't celebrate this together? And, man, again, let me just be honest. We had over 150 people come out. We had 120 capacity in Chicago, which means the people that had to buy their tickets, you go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Uh, fortunately, once we hit capacity, I had to stay outside. It broke my heart. I hated it. I was like, because the, the owner was like, man, we can't let anybody else in. I was like, unless they bought tickets, right? And he's like, yeah, if they bought tickets, then we can let them in. Um, and so we got those people in. So don't wait. If you're planning to go to the game, we're throwing a party on the beach in Hermosa. It's incredible. Now, thankfully, this is a larger capacity, uh, but we've already doubled our ticket sales. Anybody that's come to the party, they are like, okay, when's your next one? We're doing it because it's just such a good time. The amount of stuff that we give away. When we get those ticket sales, unfortunately, it doesn't go into Chapman's bank account. I wish it would. It goes back to buying stuff. I already have four autographed jerseys. Four that we're giving away, along with some other stuff. So come out, party with us. We have hotels on the beach at discounted rates. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. So if you're going anywhere into the LA thing, head over there, get your tickets now. Because again, I, I can tell you, it's going to fill up. It's going to fill up. And if you're part of the local chapters in Los Angeles or anywhere around SoCal, man, reach out to me. 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. I want to incorporate you guys because when we get the traveling fans and the local chapters, which are as loyal as anybody together, it's incredible. Uh, just such a great time. So excited about that. Oh, Noe says, I'll see you there. I love it, man. First drink on me, brother. Excited for that. John, thank you for the gift. He says, how sweet was that Frisco Tenderloin special? Yeah. Anytime you play football that well, good things happen. Good things happen. Now, what does that look like moving forward? And my boy, Philip, he's incredible. Thank you for the gift. He says, man, another week when the 49ers have to travel to the East Coast on a short week to play an early game. That sucks. I hate it. But 49ers have been really, really good and have won a majority of those road trips. You have the Jaguars. Obviously, the Jaguars are not going to be getting a primetime game. It's just not what it is. They're a bad football team. Um, you know, if we, if we had to travel anywhere against any team, 
Jaguars going to be close to the top of the list. Now, is that a gimme game? Hell no. Especially with this 49ers team. Every team in the NFL can win. Jaguars demolished, right? Demolished the Bills just a week ago. Like, they're a good damn team. So, like, they're bad in NFL standards, but this is what the NFL wants. The NFL wants crazy upsets, and this year has been as unpredictable as any I've ever imagined, any I remember. It's crazy. Look at the Chiefs. What, what were they, like 2-4 and four at one point? Like, good gosh, are you kidding me? So they want parity. They want every team to feel they're still in the playoff hunt, and that has been achieved. You look at where the 49ers are now. We're currently the nine seed. Well, the top seven get in. Who's the seventh seed? The Carolina Panthers with a 5-5 five and five record. Not a good football team. We're half a game out. We've already had our bye. They, they, they have not. And so whenever you look at it, man, we win our game. This week against the Jags, we're going to be right there. And if you look at the other teams that are the Swig, okay, Vikings, we still have to play them. Falcons, we still have to play them. Eagles, already beat them. So whenever you look at this and you're like, all right, what do we have to do to get to that spot? It's right there. Just as mentioned earlier about the sleeping giants, right? 49ers, I'm telling you this right now. If everybody put bets on those teams, if you just pick the teams that are close, Panthers, Vikings, 49ers, Falcons, Eagles, those four, those five teams, whatever, 49ers top of the list, probably Vikings next. Um, Vikings got some issues. 49ers got some issues. You just got to be consistent. Uh, Fair the God, appreciate it, man. Thank you for the gift, buddy. Really, really appreciate it. Derek, he says this, I saw the Rams beat themselves. More than we piled on them and beat them down. They made a lot of mistakes. Odell making mistakes, drop passes mistakes. But defensively, that was us. I didn't see a lot of mistakes of them defensively. And again, I went through the entire thing today. We literally had an 18-play drive, backed up by an 11-play touchdown drive. A fourth and five conversion for a touchdown. Offensively, we were fine. Just fine. Now, if you want to talk about defensively, again, I'm breaking down that film tomorrow. Yeah, they made a lot of mistakes. But that's what the NFL is. Teams have down games. Good teams take advantage of that and capitalize on it. Here, here we go. This is the stat right here. The 49ers have had zero offensive turnovers where we don't turn the ball over any three times this year. Okay? Which are those three games? The Rams, which we just saw. Guess what? We won. The Bears, guess what? We won. The Eagles, guess what? We won. That's it. The three games that we have won, we had zero turnovers. So what was that fourth win? Oh, it was against the Lions. Well, they just suck at football. They're a very bad team. Um, and so that's where that is. So you're right. It takes two to take go. And did the Rams leave a lot on the field? Yes, they did. Uh, no doubt about that, Derek. I, th I think you're spot on. But you can't take away that offensive performance. You really, really can't. It was incredible. It was mistake-free, long drives, kept everything going. And this is one of the things that I thought was really cool. Listen to we'll, – we'll start with Nick Bosa because he's awesome. Listen to him talk about complimentary football and what that means, and then we're going to hear the flip side of this from somebody else. Um, Just coming out. Starting fast, getting off the field, getting a couple turnovers early, and um, and just getting the momentum going our way. And obviously the offense ran the ball really well, which always helps us, keeps us fresh. 
that's the thing. So the defense was fresh. Why? Because the offense had long, sustained drives. You remember when we were like one for 16 on third and fourth downs? I think that was the previous game, the first game against the Cardinals. Like, defense was out there nonstop. And defense played probably their best game that time. But they got tired. They had like five straight three and outs. But nothing came from it, right? And so that's that was bad, right? Now, okay, that's Bosa talking about how the offense helped them. Now listen to how the offense was helped because of the defense. Uh, yes, I mean, you know, when you say the goal of the 40, yeah, it's, I almost backtracked it a little bit because that's somewhat unrealistic. Um, but then when we had that many on the first drive, I was like, all right, we got a chance. Uh, let's keep doing this, and uh, we'll see how the other side goes. And um, the other side did very well, um, especially when they got the turnovers. But um, everybody seemed amped up and ready to go. And when you have that long drive, uh, I don't know how many third downs we had on it, uh, but converting those allowed us to just stay with it. Third downs are key, man. And the Niners were dominant on third down. Dominant. Eight for 14. They started off six for six on third downs. And, I mean, Kittle got three third down conversions on the first drive, uh, which was just, I mean, just, it's unreal. And again, like, what did Kyle say? The goal was 40 rush attempts, which is stupid. It's too many. I say all the time, 30 is the key. They hit 40. Listen to Kittle talk about whatever in the team meeting, Kyle told everybody, hey, the goal this week, 40 rushing tips. How did the offense take it? How did for you when Kyle said that the goal was to run the ball 40 times? Oh, our whole offense like basically stood up and cheered. And that's, when you can play a physical game like that, uh, you can dominate. Uh, and the only reason you can run the ball 44 times is uh, you have to control the ball, you have to uh, take advantage of third downs. You have to com convert third downs. You got to make plays, and that's what we were able to do all night. Coach Shannon put us in positions to make plays. Uh, I thought every everybody, um, you know, played at a high level. Uh, Offensive line, wide receivers, tight ends, fullbacks, running backs, the Jimmy. I mean, I think we all played really well. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn ten dollars into a thousand. With basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. He called him the Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, I just think, I don't know, man. There's so much to George Kittle that just brings warmness to everybody's heart. 
the pancake of Von Miller. Golly, dude. Just completely baptized that dude into the ground. Uh, it was incredible. He was incredible nonstop. Now, now, let's look at some of these grades offensively, okay? Who stood out? Because the offense, again, I think this is a testament, back to Derek's question, whether the 49ers dominated or did the Rams lay down. L listen to this, okay? The PFF scoring metric, and again, this is just one example. I'm not saying PFF is great or any of those things, but it does do a pretty good job of breaking down the play-by-play, -play, okay? So, if you are above 90, you are elite. You are the best of your position, period. If you are 80 to 90, you are an above-average, very good, too great starter. 70 to 80, okay, you're a good starter. 60 to 70, you're just a replacement-level player. Listen to this. Trent Williams, 93.7, best player in the NFL. George Kittle, 91.7. Debo Samuel, 90.6. So not only do we have one or two or three, we have three players in the elite level for this game. It doesn't happen. I can't remember the last time we had three players with a 90 above score. But it doesn't stop there. Jimmy, 82.1. Roz Dwelly, right, who's been bad. He only got nine snaps, 80.8. So. Now you're, you're, again, it's just showing you where you are. Brunskill, he had sixth, 65.8 against Aaron Donald. Brunskill always plays great against Donald. I don't understand it. Ayuk, 65.7. Mac 64.3. Mac had a pretty good game. Now, you go to the opposite side. Okay, let's, let's flip it, the coin on its head here. The lowest graded offensive players. Lakin Tomlinson, I think he had his worst game probably in a few years. And, you know, he usually struggles versus um, Aaron Donald. And he's been great. He's been a top five player for us week in, week out. He struggled. 47.9. Tom Compton, 49.2. Can't be mad at Compton this game. Came in to help off injury, and he did okay. He really did do bad. Uh, gave up one sack and, you know, messed up a couple other things, but not too bad. So, like, offensively, I really don't, like, I don't know. I think offensively we dominated. That was a winning performance by the by the offense. I, I feel that way. And George Kittle, listen to him, man. Why, why was this week different than past weeks where the offense couldn't get going? I mean, it gives me a lot of confidence. And this is the team that, you know, we believe that we have. Um, and we haven't been playing up to that standard. And whether that's not being able to run the ball 30, 40 times or – um, turnovers, uh, the fact that we eliminated the turnovers and we were able to get two um, changes the football game. And it gave us an opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of you know, not take our foot off the gas pedal and just continue to roll. You just keep going, man. And if there's anybody that embodies that mentality for this team, and again, you know, somebody asked about game balls and why, like, Powell didn't give out game balls. I don't know uh, what he's trying to say. Like, it's not individual. It's about the team. I don't know what that is. But I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you this right now. There's one person that embodies, it's George Kittle, this, this mentality of rolling over people. But that, that's the thing. We have three of these. It's Trent Williams. And it's also this guy. Well, the necklace uh, came from JV. Uh, he kind of got it for for the team. Whenever you make a play, you put it on. So that's where that kind of came from. And just the fourth down play, uh, we call it in-breaking route. And it just popped wide open. As you can see, Jimmy made the right read and turned into a touchdown. Yeah, it, it's Debo, man, just running through people as a running back, as a wide receiver. There was one play that stood out to me that I thought was hilarious. We ran a zone read. With Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, which doesn't make any sense. 
and Debo at running back. We did a zone read with a non-mobile quarterback and a wide receiver. And guess what? It worked. <laughs> like, like it, it just, that's stupid. You don't, you don't draw that up on the board and say, you know what? We have an immobile quarterback. Let's do a zone read with him, and let's put our wide receiver back here. It's unique. Very unique. Somebody asked, uh, what was Elijah Mitchell's grade? He was right in the middle. He had a 59.4. And so, you know, what does that mean? Again, you look at the yards per rush, whatever else. He did miss a lot of cutbacks, but he was incredible. I, I talked about right after the show how much respect I gained for Elijah Mitchell because he was awesome. I, th I thought he was really, really good. Um, so his grade wasn't great, but again... It's how do you say this? Quantity over quality, right? Like he was he was quality, but not a bit a lot of big runs. I think he had one 17 yard run, then the next longest run, I think, was like nine yards. It was just death by a thousand cuts. And for him to maintain that and just keep popping, keep popping, that was huge. Uh so I thought that was important. What's up, Sin? Uh I see you in there. Hashtag CC. Oh, so it reminds me, good lord, I forgot this. This Friday, Friday night, we have our Zoom hangout uh, for the Patreon members. So if you are as if you're a Patreon member, part of the Jerry Rush Jerry Rice tier, this Friday, six thirty, man, grab your best beverage, grab your favorite 49ers jersey. We jump on. I call it the 49ers Brain Trust. We jump on Zoom. Uh, all the instructions are over there if you want to join. And man, we talk football face to face. We get to see each other. We get to talk for an hour. It's by far one of my favorite times of the month every month. So if you're not part of that, go check it out. This Friday, we need to talk football, baby. This is a positive time for the 49ers. I can't think of the last time that was. Next week, we got Thanksgiving. It's going to be a weird week. Come hang out with us. Now, if you're like, huh, I wonder what that's like, join. Okay, Jerry Rice here, sign up. You don't like it after the event. You're like, man, not, not my cup of tea. I'll give you everything back. But trust me, and I think Sin can tell you, she, she makes it to everyone. She's, she's the best person there ever is. And, man, we just laugh. We have fun. And it's therapeutic, really. Uh, for myself, it is big time. And we just talk 49ers and experiences. And it, it's an absolute great time. So please do that. Uh-oh, here we go. Juan Salas, the beautiful man himself. Thank you for the gift, brother. He says, go at old school. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. He says, give away that shirt, John. Hashtag CC. All right, here we go. Next person, the very first one that comes across my screen, hashtag CC, you get a shirt. Compliments of the beautiful Juan Salas. First one, and again, now my feed that scrolls up has several different, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on whatever. So it's different for everybody. First person to do hashtag CC gets their shirt, get them in there. Hashtag CC people, let's go. There they are. And sure enough, man, congratulations to Derek Smith. Uh, hashtag CC compliments of the great Juan Solace. Hit me up, email me 49ers rush, uh, podcast at gmail.com. You can see the link to the t-shirts in the description of this video. If you want, we've got a bunch of really cool Trey land stuff in there, whatever else, pick a shirt, pick a size, pick a color, email me where you want that sit. We'll get that out to you. Thank you guys. Appreciate everybody, man. Uh, I absolutely love it. What's up, Philip? He's even putting his Patreon in there. I love it, man. That's incredible. Bobo. Thanks for the gift. He said, hope this win is the start of something special. Why could it not be, right? Listen to the schedule. It's pretty damn easy, guys. At Jacksonville, winnable game. Home versus the Vikings. Probably one of the most important games left on the schedule. Usually, you're focusing on division matchups, which are important. But let's be fair. 49ers probably not winning this division this year. Um... 
might be out of that one, <laughs> especially with having two losses to the Cardinals. You would have to basically have a full game better record than they do, which is hard because they have two losses. We have five. They'd have to lose four more, which I'm not putting that out of the realm of possibility, but probably not the goal. So winning the division, probably not the goal this year. The Vikings game, that is key. Then at Seattle, Seattle's bad. We struggle with them, but they're bad. Then at Cincinnati, they're one of two teams with a winning record that we have left. That's it. Falcons, they're one of the games, again, I would probably say second most important game on the schedule. They're one of the ones fighting for that number seven spot. Then the week of Christmas at Tennessee, that's going to be a tough game. Right now, they're the number one seed in the AFC. They're playing some good ball. Then we got the Houston Texans. Are you kidding me? Tell me that's not a winnable game. Outside of the Lions, they're that bad. And then we end the season back where we started this episode at Los Angeles. And we're going to be there for that. It's going to come down to that game, guys. I'm telling you right now. You win that game at Los Angeles, 49ers, if they take care of their business, which I expect them to do, they're going to have a shot at the playoffs, which is crazy, right? Isn't that crazy with how this team has played? Like, we don't deserve it, but I'm very happy with the position we're in. We have an opportunity to go to the playoffs and cause some problems. Um, from S1K, is it just me or was Jimmy finally thrown in front of our receivers, giving them an actual chance for catch and run? Majority of the time, Jimmy was on fire. I counted two bad throws all game. One was to Jawan Jennings across the field with Ramsey trailing. The second one was to Brandon Ayuk running an out route um, with, guess what, Jalen Ramsey trailing. So his two worst passes were in trouble areas with Jalen Ramsey. Luckily, they were both incompletions, not turnovers. Jimmy was great. Jimmy has been good to great three straight games. The Bears, he was he was great, right? Then last week when we lost, I would say good against uh, the Cardinals. You had the interception late, whatever. This game, he was great. 12 straight completions to start the game. Um, six for six on third down passing. Like, yeah, he was good. He was good. Uh, from Jay Aguayu. It's amazing when we stay committed to the run and win the turnover battle. It's simple, man. You get those two things, you just check it off. Jimmy played a clean game. I'm with you. And, like, a lot of winning football. My biggest thing was with Jimmy Garoppolo was third downs. And he talked about that here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I think being good in third down, I mean, I just heard what we were. That, that really helped everything. Just when we can convert, stay on the field. Uh, I've said it before, but when we play complimentary football with the defense like we did tonight, it's, it's a good recipe for us. I, I see people complaining about hope, man. Dude, it, it's it's hope, man. I, I have hope. Why not? <laughs> In the words of Andy Dufresne, right? He's like, hope's a beautiful thing. That's all we've got sometimes. <laughs> Red, if you guys don't know what movie. Put it there if you know what movie I'm talking about. Red, hope's a dangerous thing. <laughs> it's not. It's the best of things. And, man, as fans, yeah, we, we're looking forward long-term. Are we winning the Super Bowl this year? Probably not, right? That's not, that's not happening. But, damn, I want to be in the playoffs. Why the hell not? <laughs> I, I see it, Shot J. Don't give me hope, uh, Hawkeye. I'm, it's hope, man. We're serving this. Um, I'm nobody you need to know. Cup is 162, 162 yards ahead of Debo. Rams have a bye this week. Niners don't. Here's hoping for a big day from Debo. I don't want to take away from Cooper Cup what he's done. He's been incredible. It's different what Debo has done. And if also, you know, I'll say this. Let's look at 
what has Debo done on the ground, right? Because Debo has 58 yards rushing on the ground. So that's going to automatically put it. Now he's, what, 106 behind with one fewer game? All right. Well, let's look at how many yards per game he's receiving, 108.8. So if you add in, I love that. I just did that on the fly. Look at that smart guy. Um, if you add in Debo's rush yards, then and what he's averaging per week, He's ahead by 0.8 yards over Cooper Cup. But again, I'm not trying to knock what Cooper Cup has done. He's been absolutely unreal. Are you asking me who would I rather have as a wide receiver? There's no doubt in my mind. Debo is not dependent upon a good quarterback to perform the way that he has. Cooper Cup finally gets Matt Stafford and he goes he goes ham. Um and Cup Cup's been good. I'm not trying again, not trying to bash. They're completely different players. Completely different players. Um, anyway, take that for what you will. Now, real quick, before we get to some more questions and some more stuff on there, we got to pay some bills. Here we go. My bookie more is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first time deposits with the double your funds. You can then double your action. More importantly, double your wins. So getting in on the actions, never been easier. I can bet all my favorite currencies as well, including cryptos. So, with the extra, with the, all that extra scratch, why not get in on the best matchup of the week at my bookie? Huge Monday Night Football game we're going to be talking about all week uh, with the 49ers and the Rams. Holy cow, it's going to be crazy. But don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag today to redeem your double deposit bonus. All you have to do is use my promo code 49ers49ERS. That's it. Save your double deposit instantly. That's promo code 49ers so that you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Now, um, I'll say this. I'm seeing, I love that everybody got the Shawshank reference. That makes me very, very happy. Uh, unstable Productions. Awesome tagline, by the way. He says, how does Trey Lance's situation look moving forward? Okay, let's, let's be real. It's on pause. It's all pause. Um, with the way Jimmy's played the last three games and the fact that Kyle wouldn't even put Trey Lance in when we were up by 21 points with a minute and a half left, he still wouldn't put him in there just to hand the ball off. We're not going to be seeing Trey Lance for a while, guys. Um, outside of an injury, it's not happening. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. If we're winning games with Jimmy, I'm 100% happy. Is Trey developing at the speed and rate that we want to? We don't know. We don't know. I've said this multiple times. We could have Asante Samuel Jr. on our roster. We wouldn't know it because Kyle Shanahan will not play any rookies. Every single rookie has got their opportunity only because of injuries, right? Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Once Mostert went down, he went in. Now, it took four plays for Mostert to get hurt, so we saw that earlier, and turns out he was amazing. Talanoa. He was awesome in preseason. Awesome in training camp. Awesome, all those things. We didn't see him until when Tart went down. Then we saw him. Jalen Moore, he's been great. When did we see him? Trent went down. Then McGlinchey went down. We still didn't see him. Took another week after that. And he's been great. We only saw him for one drive. He was great. He was really, really good. Debo, great in preseason. We don't see him. He, one play he lost. <laughs> he got hurt one play, and that was it. Put him on the shelves. Now, we'll say this, and this is somewhat of a positive uh, from 90, 99fan87, what do you think about Drake Kirkpatrick getting waived? And when can we get rid of Norman? 
Norman was awful, man. Again, once I get to the film, Norman is never good on film. Let me just say that. Even if you're seeing like interceptions and fumbles, you go watch the film and it's like, man, that's real crappy technique. He got lucky and bailed out. Norman's never been good at film ever, even when he was an all-pro corner. But they stick it with him. And he, he was trash, man. He was probably the worst player on the field for the 49ers on offense or defense. And they just stayed with him. He got burned deep in the red zone playing off-bell technique. What the hell, man? Uh, like, I don't even understand. There were only 15 yards to get burnt by, and he still got burnt. And he still bragged, right? So anyway, what Norman and Dre are a different issue. Perhaps, perhaps, the rookies are making enough strides that they felt like, hey, they surpassed Drake or Patrick, plus he's injured. Let's move forward with them as backups. Norman's going to keep starting. I think it's a huge mistake with all the mistakes he makes. But, uh, you know, you kind of take that and you move forward. But the one thing I will say about the secondary, and man, I, I can't believe, I can't give this guy enough props. Jimmy freaking Ward. What he did, and the defense was not good, near as good as the offense. I'll be real. They were good. But again, back to what Derek said earlier. Defensively, if you want to argue that the Rams were bad more than the 49ers were good, I don't have a problem with that. Um... Here's a conversation about Ward and his interception and pick six, both both in the first quarter. That was huge. I mean, that's what we knew going into that game. We thought we I mean we wanted to make it as physical of a game as possible, and we felt if we did that, it would come down to the turnover battle. Um, and them coming up with two was huge, and um, us being able to protect it, I think, was the difference in the game. I, I think it was a little more than that, but getting that pick six was gigantic. And because again, it came at a time where their defense was so exhausted. They gave up this long drive. You get a pick six, and then they got to go right back out there again after that. Like, it, it was just, like, they gave up touchdown while they're sitting on the, the, the sideline. It's demoralizing because you look up and you see 49ers scored 31 points, and if you're a Rams defender, you're like, no, they did it. Not against us. They only scored 20, uh, 24, right? Like, the pride sets in. But, hey, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, guess what? Yeah, that's what it is. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think the way that the 49ers played was awesome. And somebody put in the comments earlier, I'm sorry if I missed it. The 49ers are consistently inconsistent. You are correct. This was by far the most consistent game that we've had all year. Because if if you look at the big picture, we had three wins, you know, four wins total, right? So we won against the Rams, the Bears, the Eagles, and the Lions. We looked very good versus the Lions. We fell apart at the end. So not a complete game. The Eagles, man, we were not good offensively, right? You only score 17 points. That's not on the offense. Like, I remember thinking, golly, I don't want Jimmy to play anymore. I don't think he had one first down until almost the end of the first half. Like, he was bad. Defense was great. Then you go to the Bears game. Offense was great. Defense was trash. I think the worst defensive performance all year. Then you go to the Rams game, and guess what? We didn't only win offense. We didn't only win defense. We also won special teams. DJ Jones with that incredible stop. You had punts, you know, two punts down within the 20. You had the 50-yard field goal right down the middle. You won all three phases. Well, that's why you won by 21 points. It gets a team that was favored. So, eh, you, you got to figure this out. Um, yeah, I'm seeing this. Um, yeah. Mitchell's going to have surgery. They're going to put a pin in there. We'll see if he can play. I doubt he plays this week. 
It's possible he dresses in an emergency fashion. We're just going to have to wait and see and hear from some different people on what's going on. So we'll have to see there. But again, as always, I trust Kyle Shanahan with a lot of things whenever he talks. Zero trust whenever it comes to him talking about injuries. So I don't believe anything he says. Uh, but some positive news, we should be getting Drake Greenlaw back. I, I think that's happening, which I think is good. Um, anyway, appreciate you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you want more 49er stuff, head to Patreon. Good gosh. One, we've got the hour plus breakdown that we just finished on the 49ers offense. Tomorrow, I'm going to load the 49ers defensive breakdown. And then Friday, we got our freaking Jerry Rice tier Zoom hangout for over an hour. What else do you want, guys? We got you covered. We got you covered. Appreciate you. Uh, you are the absolute best. Thanks for all the support. Episode 450 in the bag, baby. Uh, who, who's to say another 450 more episodes? That's a long time. Uh, it's been a fun six years. Hopefully this keeps rolling. But thank you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.